0: Oh, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Marvel Cinematic University. The show where we talk about the Marvel Universe. <laughs> that was a record scratch down. We're not talking about the Marvel Universe today. We're talking about a real hero, a real life hero. So, you know, Peter Parker got his powers by being bitten by a spider. Uh, you know, Iron Man got his powers from being rich, the super soldier serum. But we're talking about a real super soldier. We're talking about the movie Cocaine Bear. I am Jay Christie. I'm hosting today uh, my wonderful co-host Anthony Canton the Third is currently on paternity leave. Any day now, he'll be expecting his second son, Miles. Bless up to Anthony and the rest of the cantons. I'm very excited to see them. If if Miles is anything like his previous son, Josiah, it will be the cutest baby photos you've ever seen, so excited about that. But in Anthony's place, not that we ever could replace him, I got two great panelists to talk about the movie Cocaine Bear, which before he even went on paternity leave, we agreed we were going to do, because it's just a movie
1: about a bear on cocaine. How could we not?
0: We have a friend of the show, writer from Murphy's Multiverse, Hunter DC, Hunter. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm here to talk about a bear who did cocaine, and I I don't really know how you could be in a bad mood talking about animals on drugs. So
0: I think that that is the correct stance. Also joining as a first time guest, uh, I said it before the pod started. He's on here because he tweeted w cocaine bear, and I'm like, well, if he like cocaine bear and wants to talk about it, might as well ask him. The legend of Twitch streaming backyard sports, among other things. Kofi, Kofi, how are you? I'm glad to be here. I did not think that I was going to uh,
2: have to talk about this movie uh, critically uh, when oh. I left the theater. But now, i'm now I'm trying to remember as much of the movie as I can. I think so, it's very wait. funny that
0: you think they're going to we're going to you talk about it critically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be critically silly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. Yes. Uh, fair, so fair. I, Hunter and I actually saw this movie together. Uh, because it was Hunter's birthday this weekend. And so you had some folks come out and watch it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Uh, And I would say that the bear was not the only one who was ingesting substances. Uh, I was just, I was just under the influence of alcohol, but there were some, you know, some gummies and things like that. So I don't know how many of us are going to recall the plot exactly, but um, actually, yeah, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, about when you first heard about the existence of a film called Cocaine Bear. Kofi, I'll start with you. Um, was it when the movie was announced? Was it the trailers? How did you become aware of this I, this whole thing?
2: I think it was the trailers. I think this might have been before. It wasn't the Super Bowl, but I think it was like during the playoffs when you saw the, the trailers. And for one, I was just shocked by the fact that um, these trailers were just being run like on regular TV, like they, they saying cocaine, like I'm like, oh, okay, that's a that's a title. You know, I didn't think that that was going to be like a possible movie title that was going to be like shown across like football games or sporting events or whatever, whatever, like the the the, the content was like family friendly. But then you get to the commercial, and it's like bear on cocaine. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely in. 100% two tickets please. So that's how I found out about that movie and I just was like I have to see it through. Right? Yeah. Uh Hunter,
0: what about you?
1: Um I've been with this movie since the start. Like I yeah. I remember the uh, the day, I don't remember the exact date, but I remember the day it was announced. Like I remember the article coming out and Elizabeth Banks name being attached and everything and them being like it's called cocaine bear it's based on this true story about a bear who ingested just a crap ton of cocaine and I was like that is such a simple and incredible plot for a movie I'm there opening night Um, and then I kind of forgot about it for a couple months and then the marketing campaign kicked up and I was like absolutely I'm there I just I was telling everyone I know like I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna talk about it as often as people let me talk about it and then they announced that uh, its opening day was the night leading into my birthday. And I was like, that literally yeah. couldn't be more perfect. So it's just kind of become part of part of the start of my year has been not stopping discussing Cocaine Bear with anyone who will listen.
0: Yeah, I was similar in that I remember I saw the Deadline story. I don't know if it was literally Deadline, but I saw the story of Elizabeth Banks, a direct movie about Cocaine Bear. I had read at some point on like Reddit the, th- the story about the bear that ingested cocaine. Um, and so I was aware of it. I do love the idea too that for anyone who doesn't know the true story, quote unquote it's based on is that there was actually a plane that had a bunch of cocaine that they dumped out and a bear did eat a lot of it. The difference, of course, is that the bear immediately died because the bear can't <laughs> handle pounds and pounds of cocaine. But I, yeah. I love the I love the idea of writing a movie like that where it's like, okay, this crazy thing happened, the ending's end exam of the climactic. What if it was not though? What if it was cool, <laughs> what happened instead?
1: Yeah, I uh, I fall down Wikipedia holes pretty easily, and I think I had heard about this story like prior to them announcing a movie, just because uh, I spend way too much time in the the depths and dark corners of internet facts of course. and trivia. Um, and I I also like that there's like one real person in the movie, yes, played by, played by Matthew Reese for like point three seconds. yeah <laughs>
0: so, I don't know if you knew this: the character Matthew Reese plays, the guy who dies in the jumping out of the plane. Out of plane? That's a real that's
2: that, that's, that a is a real, real that
0: is a no not just based on it is his real name like it, it okay. is, <laughs> think about imagine being his family and seeing the movie and be like this is the one guy whose name you didn't make up he's the real person who wow. was, well, okay. I think it's what
1: you. else are the, what else do they expect what when, yeah, when you true. die because you your parachute didn't work and your legacy is that mm-hmm. you dropped just a shit ton of cocaine into the woods and then a mm-hmm. bear ate all of it like this yeah. was de- This was destined to happen. There was no getting around it.
2: Like that's the most believable part of the movie, too. Yeah, it starts out and it's like, all right, okay, I'm I'm on board. And then the rest of it, you're like, okay, this was clearly. This is clearly not canon.
0: You know, no, yeah, it's, 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 it's not a true story, which is real life's canon. Um, I yeah, and I think I I really do love the way the movie started off because I think that um. While this guy did actually die and did dump the cocaine, I doubt that he was like going to like, woo! And kicking and having a good time when he was doing it because he right. was on a plane that was falling out of the sky. But um, I think that that energy was really perfect. And I think that, um, I don't know, I think that like this movie is by no means a masterpiece. And I'm, that's obvious, but you know, I also don't even think it's like a schlocky masterpiece. Like it's not even like a perfect B movie. But I think that the thing I enjoyed about it was that it was really just trying to be a crowd pleaser in a way. It it, it was trying to be a crowd pleaser just for the crowd that was in front of it. Like, it wasn't, there was no fan service because it's just the story it's telling, you know? It's just like, what would be funny to do now? And even when, like, those things kind of felt cheap or, like, too obvious, because obviously, you know, it's a dumb movie. There was something that felt a little too obvious or too winking at the audience, but you're willing to forgive it because... It's a movie called Cocaine Bear, and I was I was saying to Hunter that I can't think of a better idea for how to rebound one's career after a bomb. Like, if you're Elizabeth Banks, <laughs> Charlie's Angels completely bombs, you kind of – people don't like you because of the comments you make after it, and you're like, well, fuck. How do I rebuild my career? I don't know. I'll make a movie called Cocaine Bear. I mean, every director should do that. Like I, I was saying Damien Chazelle should make Ketamine Raccoon to get – you know, he just needs to get back on the horse. <laughs> uh,
2: I, but, the, yeah. The thing I like about the movie is the fact that in the dialogue it's like no one's taking itself seriously. And a lot of there's a lot of like parts of the dialogue that I laugh at that are like not intended to be like joke heavy, like here's where you're supposed to laugh. It's just like this I like this style of dialogue where it's like um just like feels like more regular conversation than like someone wrote this script up. The yeah, the I think the line that made me laugh the most was like the guy going like you left my son in St. Louis and just says it like like a perfect delivery. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is a great movie in terms of that kind of like, just that style of dialogue, just like laughing at like Mm -hmm. just how it was written in the tone and the attitude being like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you're all here for the bear and we have to fill it up with like human scenes, I guess. And I was just like, yeah, I love this.
1: Yeah. I, I was a particular fan of the kid Henry. um, And I, I think this one was a little bit more intentionally, hilarious but it just landed so well was when he's like uh like my name is henry and i am fucking tired and like that was (laughs) (laughs) by far like that sort of dialogue just kills me every single time
0: and i think specifically the character i was laughing at the most his lines probably was um the police officer played by isaiah Woodlock jr who i think is firmly in he could read the phone book and it'd be funny territory like he just has a way of like the joke I always say about him is that people talk about The Wire as if it is the most serious drama of all time, in a lot of ways it is. But he plays a character with a catchphrase. Like, think about how serious yeah. The Wire is, and he has a catchphrase. That's how funny <laughs> he is, just as a dude. And so I, I was waiting someone, on it. I was. I mean, waiting he does say he does say shit reason. at one point, but I don't think yeah. he says shit yet. Yeah, I was waiting on that. The the interplay with the gazebo that probably was the bit where I was laughing the most. Where there was the whole bit about like where uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. gets his finger shot off, but they're not the fingers next to each other. (laughs) I think that (laughs) the 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 humor of it came a lot of a lot of it came from how mundane the issues were, or how seemingly trivial the issues were when they were dealing with a bear that was on cocaine. Um, But yeah, I think that uh, the actual story of it, I think it's a pretty basic like narrative plot we're dealing with like these characters or I think it kind of needs to be because it's a baron cocaine. You don't can't like Carrie Russell's whole thing of trying to find her daughter. Um yep. Alden Aaron Rick and Osa Jackson trying to like recover drugs, Ray Liotta trying not to get killed by mobsters. Like these are all stories we're familiar with. Maybe the one we're not so familiar with is Margot Martindale trying to impress like the live <laughs> guy. Um but I, I feel just... I felt like a lot of people it was a lot of people who are not A listers really just giving Completely committing to material in a way that is refreshing and is like the type of thing you like to see with movies that are stocked with people you like, as opposed to the biggest names in Hollywood.
1: Well, I think one of the huge benefits of getting a cast like that in a movie that knows what it is to the degree that this movie knows what it is, because like we keep we keep saying that. But like, you look at even the marketing campaign; that had this like Deadpool level marketing campaign of just like, "This is a bear on cocaine." We literally titled it exactly what it is. You're gonna say it a million times that's what you're here for, so we're gonna fill it with a bunch of these character actors essentially, and we're just gonna let them play stupid people in sort of like a bear slasher, and the lo- the mix of like earnestness but also schlockiness that they somehow manage to like combine together I think is-, is what makes it so perfectly watchable, and the pacing is good too, like it- it's pretty snappy, uh, which makes it easy to watch.
0: 95 minutes, baby 95, 95 minutes in ninety. Out. Love a tight ninety, a tight yeah, a
2: tight ninety. Like it was about <laughs> a time where I was just like, okay, we're we're getting to the. All right, let's wrap it up. Because <laughs> I was like wondering this entire time. I was like, how is this going to end? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this all makes up. And then they're like setting up for. They said, um, are they setting up for a sequel potentially? I I don't know. I think they might. I don't think they should, but. <laughs> I would watch Cocaine Bear too. Like I would, I mean, yes, I would have no problem with it. it I just don't are, know how you like get the cocaine back in the woods.
0: Yes, there, <laughs> I think I, I think bad. the important is thing is, is that whether I think they should do it is completely unrelated to whether or not I will buy a ticket to see it. Like I'll, I'll watch a Cocaine Bear too. Like, uh, but I mean, I think that um, I I actually think that the way that the bear was used to was kind of. Um, I think it definitely had it be in a lot of these like action comedy, like gory things. I think that sometimes the tone can get too far in like the silliness camp where like the gore doesn't matter anymore. And I think that part of the the thing that I liked about it is that it was not as simple. The bear was not like uh, Jason Voorhees. The bear was not actually like malevolent in any way. It was there were a lot of scenes where the bear was just doing shit that wasn't killing people. It was all just about getting more cocaine. I and mean, I, I think they're like, giving
1: for the bear by the end, which is exactly yeah. <laughs> like, giving the
0: bear agency. I think made it a lot more interesting to watch than just like let's watch these people get torn apart by a bear. Yeah, yeah
2: like I- the f- like the fact that um when the the ambulance worker like opened the door and like saw the bear just there, just like chilling, it was like oh okay, so it's not like you see that where it's like the bear isn't like the bear is not trying to like get to you unless you're in its way literally for more cocaine. And that's where it's like, Oh, okay. I get it. This bear has a, a moral (laughs) code or something. I was like, all right, I'm on board. Like, it's not just like mindless violence. It's like, I got to get to what I need to do. You know,
1: I love that. (laughs) (laughs) It needs to do the cocaine.
0: Yeah. And I think that, uh, yeah, I think that the bear was actually used a good amount, um and I think that once we got Ray Liotta came, coming in, and they did the classic thing with almost any sort of wild animal movie, where like you don't, except for like Jaws, obviously, where you don't really want to make the animal the villain because the animal doesn't know any better, and so they bring in Ray Liotta who's like cast to be worse than the bear. The moment he comes in, it's like, oh, okay, this is the real bad guy. The bear is just a bear. Um, and I think it is just really fitting that Ray Liotta's last movie is called Cocaine Bear. Like, I mean,
1: <laughs> he, listen, that, that man had a part that he played his entire life and he played it well. And mm. I have to respect that. <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah. Um, But I'm trying to think about what, what would you guys say? are like your favorite moment of violence. I want to say favorite kill, but that like, sounds like a segment on like a YouTube channel. Oh, I'm I have really a favorite watching. kill. I do What's your favorite, favorite kill? kill? Okay.
1: The favorite kill has got to be uh, w- when it rips the guy out of the tree and then there's blood like pouring mm. down the tree and then the body falls down and then Cocaine Bear lands on top of the body and then snorts a line of cocaine off the severed mm. leg and then keeps going. Yeah. That's that is, that's, that's the, for me, that kill is like the kill. That's the defining moment of, of the picture at cinema. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. My favorite kill in the movie actually isn't a bear kill. Mm. It's when the ranger uh, shoots that guy
0: yeah, out of great. fear. I did uh. not see that shit coming <laughs> at all. I was like,
2: "Yo, what is happening?" That is my favorite kill because she's because she's like open the door and it's just like <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. He's yeah. just like, that just like encapsulated like the total fear. Mm -hmm. like in the movie because like if you're that scared that you're automatically just gonna shoot a dude because that's like how scared this like bear is on coke i was like oh i get it and it came out of nowhere
0: i also like the way that it ties back to her trying to impress jesse tyler ferguson by talking about (laughs) how she's allowed to carry a gun yeah it's like she's allowed to carry a gun but like does she know how to use a gun absolutely not (laughs)
1: Also, her her delivery of of the word bear consistently is so good throughout the whole movie. I mean,
0: it's a cliche. It's so cliche to say that Margot Martindale is a national treasure, but truly, I mean. One, so, if someone said like, "Hey, we're doing a movie that is a reuniting three major cast members from The Americans," I'd be like, "Oh, it's gonna be like a serious drama where Matthew Reese plays someone haunted, Carrie Russell's like addicted to drugs, Margot Martindale's like a sad mother." No, that's not the movie we're watching. We're watching. <laughs> also, I recently started following Matthew Reese on Twitter, which I never, I don't generally follow like serious actors on Twitter because they're all boring. And mm-hmm. he is unsurprisingly incredibly funny. Where he was like tweeting out a scene where it's Carrie Russell. On the one side of the tree, a tree, and the bear on the other. And he tweeted, man, it was really hot in that suit. And someone's like, oh, I didn't know you played the bear. And he said, no, I played the tree, which I think is just good <laughs> stuff. Um, so I'm starting to follow Matthew Rhys on Twitter, a uh, great Welsh actor. But anyway, um, yeah, the whole – every almost every word Margaret Mardale said was funny in the movie. And I think that that was really important, like we've been saying, because I think it's, it's honestly what separates this from the schlocky sci-fi original movie, which – It was funny the first time they did it, but like, if you're not having actors give real comedic performances, I think that these movies can become, very quickly become uh, you're laughing at it as much as you're laughing with it. Where this, I felt the entire time, I was completely laughing with it.
1: Um, Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what I meant by like the earnestness of it earlier, where I think when a movie is like a like a Sharknado situation, where it's like, okay, it's funny the first time, and then after that, like you, you can tell that they're trying, and they like the actors know they're in a terrible goofy movie, but they're being so serious, and it's just like that shtick doesn't really work for that long. But when when you have this like ridiculous scenario going on, and the actors are like playing their characters so realistically and honestly, that's that's what pulls you in, in my opinion.
2: And I, I'm glad that it was a real theater experience, I feel like I feel yeah. like the movie was better that you like we were all watching it as a crowd, like watching it like enjoying it together where it was like, oh, we're all laughing at the same moment. like we're all on board. We're all on the same page here. Um yeah, and I think that that would have been that this movie goes way better with a theater experience and like if i put it on like netflix or hulu watching it like by myself i'd be like okay why am i doing this for 90 minutes
0: like yeah so what was your theater experience like did you go alone Did you go with a group was the theater
2: packed i went with a group of six people and um four of them were the same people that i saw 80 for brady with like Mm. the (laughs) week before um and we had we had mixed we had people be like I actually enjoyed 80 for Brady better you know we had okay. people we had people on that camp we were split and I was like I like cocaine bear better because I like If you want to name kind of any names feel free by Oh no I'm all, I'm all right with okay. uh, I don't need to Okay
0: Okay just want to I, I just this is a place to air grievances if need be <laughs> no, 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 no!
1: If we want to beef uh, with the eighty for Brady crowd, like I no, to, I
0: have yet to see eighty for Brady. I need to. That's, it was either that or Magic Mike's last dance uh two weekends ago when I went with Magic
1: Mike. And uh, by you know, law, that was good. I, by Both? law, I can't support anything that promotes Tom Brady. So i will no, say
2: I, I, as a genuine, certified Tom Brady hater. I have oh, to say that both of these movies are good, bad times. Like I understand. For I don't, Brady, wait, cocaine, I know bear, I like it. Good,
0: uh, yeah, like good, bad movies, you know? But quick detour. What is your Tom Brady hating bona fide? Mine is that the first game I remember watching was the Rams Patriot Super Bowl. I said I was rooting for the Rams and I went to bed crying and he never stopped hurting my, me as a Jets fan until this year. Uh, Kofi, what is your Brady hater bona fide? It's uh the
2: Panthers Super Bowl. Like I wasn't a Panthers fan, but it would have been so huge for the state of North Carolina to get a yeah. Super Bowl, like, and that team had like just been created like yeah. less than a decade or it was less it was like a few years and they're like yeah. at a Super Bowl, that'd have been huge for the state. And then Tom Brady ruined it. So
0: I mean, I I have never gotten in a fight as an adult in my life, and I don't want to put this out there, but if I see John Casey in the streets, it's on site. Basically kicked it out of bounds, <laughs> give him that good field position. It's, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Anyway, Hunter, <laughs> uh, yours I kind of know, but what's your uh,
1: Brady bona fides? Uh, I'm from Western New York, so I watched him kick Buffalo's ass twice a year, every year for almost 20 years, yeah. and, uh, you know, that left a bitter taste in my mouth, yeah, and okay. me me, and every, everyone that I, I know, I also just don't, I mean, listen, I could talk about this for a really long time. I just I don't love him like as a person either like when he's same. giving interviews and stuff and I'm like fair it's it's like it's annoying that you're beating my team all the time sure but it's the same as like I can respect Patrick Mahomes beating us all the time cuz it's like okay like he I don't know he's he's a lot more likable and he's just talented and talent is talent and that's totally okay yeah. but it's like When you're beating us all the time, and then I watch, like, your post-game interview, and you just seem like an obnoxious jerk, I'm like, well, now now I extra hate you.
0: (laughs) The last thing I'll say on this is the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady is that I don't like that Patrick Mahomes eats ketchup on his steak, but ketchup has tomatoes, which are nightshades, which Tom Brady doesn't even eat. So that's a problem. That's a bigger problem. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, back to Cocaine Bear. I think that um, – a thing I was pleased about was that in any, any of these sort of movies, when you have children involved, it's very dicey because you can focus on them being unsafe for too long. Um, it's my number one criticism of the film Moonfall. I don't really care that much about how their kids are doing, whatever. But <laughs> I think that, one, they cast two good children actors. I mean, one of them was Brooklyn Prince who was in The Florida Project. who was you know, just one of those who clearly just is – a brain way beyond her years and can just sounds credible doing fun dialogue. Um and also that they had a way more agency and capability. Like they were not because you know what I'm talking about you know the type of movie I'm talking about where I know like, exactly Jesus what you're Christ, talking they about yeah fucking these kids that they have to worry about. I, I and I thought that their bit with the cocaine was actually funny. It wasn't like shock value funny, you know? Yeah. I was actually like
2: so I thought that when they were about to try it that mm-hmm. the bear would show up but then mm-hmm. they actually did the cocaine and i was yeah. like okay well this is that kind of movie i <laughs> forgot what okay this is thank you for reminding me what i paid uh, $15 mm-hmm. for it yes thank you um but they were really really good especially given the cards that they are dealt for yeah. this movie you yeah. know they were really funny like they just like leaned into it it was really good like the, the henry was my favorite person in the movie
0: yeah, oh, yeah. he was really
2: funny. So, he's a even when he even when he wasn't telling jokes like it was still hilarious Mm-hmm.
1: yeah no, and I know exactly what kind of movie you're talking about where like you, you go in for the the apocalyptic moon crashing into earth or whatever I didn't see that movie, whatever happens. I'm so falls, mad about it. Still. I imagine it involves a moon falling, and then yeah. like the whole third act is they they're like we don't care about the moon. We're just gonna focus yeah. on these kids who keep making consistently It's like
0: you stuff. learn that the moon is an alien superstructure, and we have to keep cutting down to see if you know Charlie Plummer. And his fucking long hair is safe with Michael Pena. Whatever, I don't.
1: That's actually... show me show me
0: Samuel Tarley <laughs> integrating with the computer that is the Moon. Thank you very much. I don't anyway. That <sighs> was this, those is were two. Moon, is this Moonfall? Technicism. Yeah, Moonfall okay, is just I was, I... <laughs> it's not worth watching. I wish yep. it was worth watching. You know, don't you know how happy I would be if Moonfall was good schlock. Like that is the type of movie that this movie that Cocaine Bear, co- cocaine bear is not you because just... it doesn't try to take itself seriously in any way.
1: You just said so many insane sentences in a row, and I was like, that was like a real movie? That's insane. (laughs) It was, and that's the thing about it, is that like,
0: if it was all about the moon being a, like, space superstructure, is what they're called. But even that, like, what? Yeah, but the thing is, the movie's (laughs) also about, like, how the people on the ground are, and like, I don't give a shit. The moon is a spaceship. That's headline news. Um, yeah, anyway. That's what,
1: that's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I, you got, you need I to think
0: a big thing about this movie too, which is a big meta narrative that I personally care about, is that this is the first film role of one Alden Ehrenreich since Solo, A Star Wars Story. And I think he is really good in this. I think He's I'm so very good. happy for him.
1: He was so good. That's why I was I was super pumped when Kofi, like pointed out his line delivery Earlier, because he was he was really good, and he was just so organically great, which is is amazing.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I I I haven't seen Solo from the Star Wars stuff, but I like. So the thing is that I the I knew the guy from the Detective from the Wire, Mm -hmm. uh Ray Liotta, and Ice Cube's son. I think those are the only two like. The okay. only three or four so people I, like, recognize from the movie. And the guy from TikTok that was on the ambulance. Like, those uh, are the yeah. people I recognize.
0: I so did not I, know he
1: was a TikTok guy. So either, so, you, so yeah. you
0: were not a fan of uh, Felicity on uh, ABC in the early 2000s? I, no.
1: No, <laughs> okay.
0: now that's Kerry Russell. I mean, Kerry Russell is from the last, I mostly know from the Americans, but, uh. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Um, sh- yeah. But, yes, I think that, because basically the thing about Solo is, I think that he is fine in Solo, I think that he is not why that movie doesn't fully work. But I also think that like, I feel really bad for him because if you're, tr- if your goal is to play a young version of Harrison Ford, you've already lost. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's also, but like, he's been good in a lot of the things I've, uh, what was I mean, that he's called? great. Hell, in Caesar. Caesar. hell Caesar. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Um, it, it almost feels like hell Caesar and cocaine Bear are more, the direction he should be yes. going in, because I think he's going to find a lot more success in that route.
0: He also has one of my favorite Hollywood origin stories. Which is just an example of why Steven Spielberg is an absolute madman. That Steven Spielberg discovered him, I think, on a DVD of him performing at someone's bar mitzvah. I mean, That's
1: what? That's insane.
0: Yeah, Stevie Spielberg's man. He's just, he's Spiels out Spiels. here. Spiels.
1: Stevie <laughs> Spielberg's is out here making decisions and, and letting them rock. And yeah,
0: I um, but yeah. I think that the interplay between um, uh, Alden o- Enreich and OJ Jackson Jr. was really really funny. I think OJ Jackson Jr. has become a really funny actor. He's um, great. And I think that he is, you know, I'm really excited to see what he does going forward. I'm still, apparently Den of Thieves too is still coming. I've been waiting. Um, but uh, yeah.
1: That's another like huge question mark for me. <laughs> I've seen Den of Thieves. I just didn't know that they were making a sequel, let alone. I, that I've heard that they're making ambient. a sequel.
0: It's apparently supposed to take place in England, which makes no sense because I don't think England has Benny Hanna. And I don't know if you have a Den of Thieves movie without a Benny Hanna scene, but that's what I hear there
1: um <laughs> i like that cocaine bear is the kind of movie that that makes me look at actors careers like this like you you tweeted something uh the other day that i maybe ha- knew like that ba- at one point but i had completely forgotten which is that ray liotta is not italian which is insane. that actually was
0: not me that was michael Springturk who tweeted. That, that
1: wasn't you okay maybe you retweeted it but i did either way i saw it on twitter <laughs> and it blew it blew my mind like it's one of those things that even if I know it's a fact, I still kind of don't believe it, yeah. you know? Like, someone telling me that Ray Liotta is not Italian would have the same effect on me as a judge saying that OJ didn't do it. Like, mm. okay, a weird paper, comparison. Sure, it's a weird comparison, but on paper, it's like, okay, sure, this is, like, the fact we're going with, I guess. Mm. But deep down, I'm like, mm, he's Italian. And the in funny there.
0: thing, too, is that his most famous role, Goodfellas... The thing about him is, like, the reason why the character's interesting is that he's only half Italian. So, like, it's not, like, his character's name's Henry <laughs> Hill. He's not, he's the whole point of it is that he's not really Italian. Um, but, is, yeah, that is... know a, what he is? I forget exactly what he is. I, I, I'll i look it up while we're talking, oh. but, yeah. Um, Kofi, any Ray Liotta thoughts? I mean, like if you said, it's his last movie. <laughs> he was any dying. He, I believe he died while they were still doing ADR for the movie, but they ended up getting all of the stuff done, thankfully. Um, Dude, hell of a last
2: performance. Like, I, I was just, like... I liked when he came in and just, like, was just, like, the absolute dick. Like, it was just, like, okay. Like, there was, like, okay, Bear is the villain. No. Ray Liotta is the true villain of this uh, story, and it was, like, it was really just funny because it was, like, you know he's going to meet, like, a terrible fate, but, like, we're just going to – there's, like – the movie was just, like, we're going to let Ray Liotta cook and be an asshole for, like, ten more minutes And then the the bear's going to get him. We love that. Um, But I loved that part where it was like, well, it it kind of gave a a little bit of seriousness. And it's like the most believable part of the movie where it was like if someone lost drugs and was in like a bad situation and was like, I need to recover. I feel like someone that was would be like desperate to recover those drugs would do this. And but like they wouldn't be successful because, I mean, it's the fucking forest. But like (laughs) I would feel like necessity, like if if my like if they were like, oh, yeah, I'm dealing with these people that if if something happens and not not only they're going to go after not only me, but like the rest of my family, I'm like, oh, yeah, I believe all of this. Like that that checks out. I would drive to Tennessee or wherever, like from St. Louis, like immediately, you know, so I like got the motivation and I got the fact that like I understood why he was doing this. So he like, yeah, he's being a villain, but he was also like. You you understood that side. It wasn't like irrational, men- menacing like being an irrational menace. You know,
0: I would most I would also blame him though because he was the one who decided to hire uh, Matthew Reese's character to deliver the drugs, and I just wouldn't trust him. I mean, you, kinda, you, <laughs> <laughs> you get what you pay for, unfortunately. Um, and I, I do love the bit where, I mean, it's such a classic uh, this type of movie bit where he he ends up getting done in because he doesn't respect the nature. He doesn't respect the bears. You know, he doesn't respect the yeah, bears. you don't fuck with nature,
1: dude. That's cocaine like, bear like, and Avatar: and The Way of Water have the same moral. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't fuck with stuff, dude. Don't. Now I'm just imagining the cocaine guitar. bear
0: having a subtitle. It is too painful. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, shouts yeah. to my guy PyCon, man. I was going
1: to say. Now I just pictured cocaine bear hanging out with PyCon. Oh and... yeah, yeah, man. He's.
0: I, the thing I've said about PyCon before is that he is the largest animal that you can say he is good and he's my friend. You know, he's a gigantic whale, but he's my friend. I'm a big fan. Anyway, um, I was the cocaine cubs. I mean, I yeah. didn't expect it, but it felt... in. It's one of those things where you don't see it coming, but in hindsight, it's like, of course there are cocaine cubs. Come on.
1: There had to be cocaine cubs the whole time. There's yeah, no way uh, you make this movie without cocaine cubs.
0: Yeah. Now, I... Like I said, I think this whole movie comes together and is a really good time. 95 minutes, perfect length. Um, is there anything else you guys want to highlight before we wrap up, give our final thoughts? Any, like, specific moments that you were howling at? Um, you know, Hunter, you and I were sitting on the opposite sides of the group we went
1: with, so I'm not sure what moments you were howling at specifically. <laughs> um, I was... I mean, I enjoyed the whole, uh, ambulance sequence. I, I mm-hmm. you can tell that was a set piece they were really banking on. And I, I do think it paid off. I think it was fun and creative. Um, no, honestly, I think I brought up most of the stuff I was really like freaking out about. I, I mean, all of the, the bear violence was exactly what I was hoping that it would be. Um, and yeah, I think that Margot Martindale was a much bigger part of me enjoying this movie than I expected. I kind of forgot she was in it. and mm-hmm. then. I I think one of my biggest reactions was I kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, I, I don't what is she. I don't even remember what she's talking into. If I'm being honest, but she's like, oh, it's a stethoscope, it's it's a stethoscope, stethoscope. Yeah. right? It's and it's she's speaking into stuff. it and just says the word bear in in <laughs> this like insane augmented like just should. It was so out of place and crazy, and mm. the exact level of insanity that I was I was hoping for. So that mm-hmm. that had a big reaction for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Coffee? I th- I think that I love every part when like whenever the bear showed up on screen I was like oh yeah. shit like that was like that was like the audience like level and attitude or like and it was just like yeah I love this part <laughs> so every so when the bear first showed up and like when he like speeds down the tree and goes up the other tree to eat mm-hmm. that guy
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: love that Um, the cabin, the, the cabin stuff where it was like, I like, actually, I really liked the amount of suspense in this movie. Yeah. You know, like it, there was a lot, there seemed like there was a lot of just like subtle, not subtle, but like misdirection too, where it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're looking at the chimney, but the bear is coming from that side of the door. I was like, wow, this movie keeps like catching me. I might Mm -hmm. be like easy to impress or whatever, but I'll (laughs) take it. But I was just enjoying the fact that it was like from out of nowhere, and it was like, not jump scares, but just like, (laughs) oh, okay, this movie is just literally off the rails. It had intentionality to
0: it. It had intentionality to it that is not a given with this type of movie. Um, A thing I liked about uh, a specific line that I laughed at was um, when uh, they're interrogating the guy in the bathroom and it's like where is this? it's like uh-huh. we left it at the gazebo it's like the gazebo yeah you know like the open air structure like the people could sit on it's like <laughs> i know what a-. and then he said O'Shea's like i know what a gazebo is and all's like i didn't so thank you for that <laughs> that
1: was a but, my, that,
0: was uh, that was a very a very
1: like naked gun style yes. joke uh, i i
2: I also liked when, like, he was like, oh, I'm going to get the gun and then just started walking, like, as slowly as mm-hmm. possible
0: to, like, go yeah. to, like, go for the gun in the background. Mm-hmm. I, mean, <laughs> like, I yeah. was like, fine. It- all
2: right. All right. Damn.
0: <laughs> and a, gr- a great set piece, too, for me was the bit where the bear fell asleep. Just, just I think, yeah. just a part, I think a perfect way of deflating the uh, the tension and making it a. Because I think at that point, you're kind of like, okay, is, is the bear going to kill all these people? And I like that that's where it kind of is established that the, the bear has more rules than just, you know, of pure violence. Um, but yeah, and all the bits with the dog, Rosette. Um, yeah. I mean, just, I think that th- there's just a sweetness to this movie that I really enjoyed. It, it just was like, I I'm, and I'm glad that it did as well as it did. Because it made like $23 million to the box office, just domestically, which is like, more than two thirds of its budget in the first weekend. So it's gonna for its budget size. It's a huge hit. Like it's wow. a massive hit. I mean, and the whole thing is that universal recently has been banking on like f- smaller, silly movies to do well. Like they did cocaine bear. They did Megan. Like they're kind of making movies at a low budget to try to get word of mouth buzz. And I think like, this is the type of movie where like, it's not, um, great cinema by any means. And, if the whole market is just cocaine bears, I think that that's a bad thing, but I think that it is a type of movie we've been missing where we live in this reality where every movie is either $200 million or $5 million. And just, I'll basically support any movie that is made for between $20 million and $50 million. You know what I mean? Cause they just don't make them anymore. Um, like mm-hmm. that's why there are no rom-coms or there's no dramas. It's not because people don't like those genres. It's cause CEOs are like, if we're not going to make $500 million profit on a movie, why make it? And so I think that this is a really good sign. That it's a That's a movie that is for a small budget, doesn't have major movie stars, is able to make this profit just because it's a fun idea. It's something people want to see. And that is me being on a soapbox about the film Cocaine Bear uh, in case <laughs> anyone wants to update my watch list. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed this movie pretty thoroughly. Um, I'll, I might watch it again. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm excited to see... Um, what I'm, I'm not super excited to see like the bad imitations of this, but I'm excited to see what decisions studios make with more interesting material that it, I'm, I'm interested to see what studios are willing to put $20, $20 million behind more crazy shit. Cause I think that that is a thing that will happen because of this. Cause I think the thing it proves is that there really is no idea that's too crazy to make money.
2: Yeah, I think I, this is really good for the the stupid movie but great theater experience category, you know? I I think that that it was a fun time just to be enjoyed by like everyone that was there, realizing that was like everybody there being like, "We wouldn't watch this by ourselves, but this is a movie where it's like, can we all you can't we we're all in on it be like, you can't you're here too, you're here everybody's here, right? We all know what we're here for." I love that like kind of a <laughs> movie and this like totally delivered you like left especially the after the after credit scenes also two of the funniest parts of that movie you know um and i just enjoyed the like the 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 experience of just like oh we're all in we're all like we're all you all know we're here for we're all here to have a stupid fun time and i haven't felt that way about a movie theater experience in a while if we're if we're being completely honest like i just it just i just can't remember the last time I saw a movie in theaters and being like, oh, we're all here for this stupid movie, except for 80 for Brady. But before that, like before that period, it was I was like, dang, I can't remember the last movie experience because they're all like either 90 percent Marvel movies where it's like you're sitting there, you're invested and Mm -hmm. you're like, Okay, here's that thing. And then here's Mm -hmm. the payoff from the eight other shows that I had to watch just to sit in this theater or, you know, it's just stuff like that. So I'm excited. Just to see more, like just crazy off the wall, like once in a viewing kind of movies, if that makes sense. Exactly, um, Hunter. Any final
1: thoughts? Um, honestly, I, I agree with a lot of what uh, Kofi had to say. I, you I mean I? I've in a lot of my reviews and stuff that I've been writing lately. I, I keep repeating and saying that at, at the very least, even if like some of the Marvel stuff or these like big budget movies we've been talking about aren't always like super well-written or, you know, peak cinema or whatever people really want them to be. I've at the very least enjoyed that they've become increasingly less afraid to just be absolutely bonkers sometimes. Um, and and I that's my favorite type of viewing experience is when I can just sit with friends in a theater and we can all just laugh our asses off at the most ridiculous thing happening on this huge screen and we all know that's why we're there mm-hmm. um so that I mean and I think that's part of why when they even announced this movie of course when they announced it I didn't I didn't think it would end up having this w- weird impact that it's had like it's been way more successful than I thought I kind of figured it would just come and go but um that's why I was like I'm going to be in the theater for that cuz this is exactly mm-hmm. the kind of movie I want to see more of um, and I hope that it does well, and I'm glad that yes. it did do well, because I, I am hoping we get more. I know there's all these memes about, like, different animals on drugs, which I would absolutely mm-hmm. go see. But just, just this sort of, like, this sort of movie, this, this sort of, yeah. like, you know, uh, that they can release this film that's literally just called Cocaine Bearer and have it be one of the be- – I mean, I know it's only February, but one of the most talked about films yeah. in the last couple months, at the very least. Yeah. Um, I think that's great, and I, I'm just so excited for for what studios get out of this, hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood.
0: Yes. And I will close uh, this discussion by saying, yes, I know I host a Marvel show, so this is bad for my bottom line. But uh, <laughs> I can't, I, there's nothing I can't stand more than when people complain about Marvel movies, which there are a million reasons to complain about them. They are bad in a lot of ways, both for the industry and in actuality. And that's like, okay, so how many movies did you pay to see in theaters this year? Like three? well, what do you want? What do do you want? What do you want from us? I mean, I understand people have minor (laughs) situations, but it's like, not everyone can afford to go to the movies. There are a lot of you who can afford to go to the movies who are sick of big franchise movies, but then when original movies come around, you're like, well, I'll just watch that on Netflix. And so, pay, vote with your dollars. Uh, Movie theaters are great. Um, Heartbreak feels good in a place like this, a wise woman once told me. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's Cocaine Bear. Uh, I want to thank our two wonderful guests for joining us. Kofi You know, you don't need us to promote you, but tell people where we can find you, uh, what you got going on. Uh,
2: You can find me on Twitter at Kofi, K-O-F-I-E. You can follow me on Twitch, K-O-F-I-E-W-H-Y. You can follow me on YouTube, Kofi. TikTok is Kofi Y. And Instagram is Kofi Aboa. And thank you guys so much for having me. This was a, such a oh, fun time. The
0: thing is, I, I it's it's a shame it's taking this long because you're family with the show. I mean, you know that Nitz was a co-host for the first year of the show. Um, uh-huh, back yes. up, basically. And so, <laughs> it's it's been too long. And we'll definitely have you on again at some point because we're doing more than just the Marvel stuff. Mostly because uh, we try to be a show that does like 40 episodes a year and there aren't that many Marvel things. But yeah, we'll have you back. I know We know you're a big DC animated guy. I'm a so big we'll
2: have you. DCAU, big DC not the eu because of course but I, i'm a it, big, i'm a big like always i'm a big always have hope yeah and be like dude just and, please <laughs>
0: it, and kofi i will say and we'll talk offline about this uh and i'll promote it when i get to it uh i started doing with my friend a psych first watch rewatch podcast oh, I and love I know, it. and i know no. kofi that you're one of the biggest oh, Psych fans alive Yo, and so right. I have said that we're the first episode we're gonna have a guest on is a uh, season two, episode one. And I know you know what episode that is. And so if you'd yeah. like to come on it, you are more than invited. It's gonna be in like four weeks. And you Dude, I watch I
2: watch that. I watch, I put on psych to go to sleep.
0: Yeah. So do, I mean like, it's because like, yeah. we, we, to- we, we did we did the show No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', which was monk, and yeah. now we're doing Love It First Psych. And so Kofi, Ooh, you're on well that's great. You, you it would be me. Co host Andre, you and Nigel St. Nigel sitting at that desk. Okay, I'm just saying
2: that. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, I love this. I, love right. that uh, I well. knew oh, I
0: want to drop that on you because I know you're a huge psycho. I'm aware yeah. that that is a big part of your brand. And so, <laughs> anyway, Hunter, you're also welcome on too, but I I want to do the first no, that's season a, without that's, guests, a, that's and okay. I figured that. I know that. Also I also know. I've definitely seen you tweet about American Duos before, Kofi. Yeah, so yeah, I'm like, absolutely. You gotta have. I mean, that's. I've said American to Andre that that's the awesome. first great episode of Psych. But
1: anyway, yeah, uh, Hunter,
0: <laughs> where do we go find you?
1: I first of all, I just want to say I was literally talking about Psych with someone earlier today. Like, I I am also a huge Psycho, so it's of course. cool to, to find out that you both are as well. Um, Moving on. Yeah, you guys and anyone listening or whoever is inclined to be interested can find me at uh, HRADESI14. I'm pretty much all platforms. I just reuse that for everything. That is HRADESI14, the number 14. Um, that's on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I do have a Twitch, but I don't use it that often. It's mostly just me playing Spider Man uh, on my PlayStation Five. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And then you guys can go to Murphy's Multiverse. I have a lot of writing there. Um. I'm working on trying to expand that and get some writing elsewhere. So just keep an eye out for my name. Follow me. I'll definitely post about it. Uh. Yeah. I'm always putting stuff out. So keep an eye out.
0: Yes. And you can follow our show at MC University Pod. Join our Patreon where we have lots and lots of bonus episodes. It's bracket time. I know, Hunter, you've seen we're doing the villains bracket this year. Last year was side characters bracket. There's a that villains a bracket. Huge and
1: role in this bracket. Just so and with
0: with the bracket, <laughs> that means we're bringing back our annual show, bracket first take, which is Patreon exclusive, where we argue out the bracket, like it's first take. It's dumb, but it's great. Uh and you have the Discord and everything, just three dollars to join up. Uh, I hope everyone some people do it. It's a lot of fun to be on. And we're gonna be doing more content like this uh while we're waiting for Marvel projects. Um, but yeah, like I said, follow us on Twitter, vote in these polls and feel free to stump for who you want. You know, um, this is nakedly a ploy for engagement. So if you want to tag the actors in it, hopefully they retweet it, do it. I, I can't be more transparent about this. Like <laughs> it just is what it is. <laughs> um, like I, you know, uh, but yes, uh, please do all those things. And more important than that, listen to us next time we're on probably next week or the week after that, uh, for Hunter or for Kofi, I'm Jay Christie. Thank you.